in margaritaville in puerto rico oh shit and that was my very first professional project <laughs> actually it's kind of fun where you're like let's just get this ceramic shark bro throw they it up had, on the wall they had so many surfboards so <laughs> many surfboards like everywhere on the wall like, were they nice ones or did they just get the cheapest ones no they could it was find? like a decal it was right, like right. cheap as fuck like, like you can't actually surf on them they wanted you to make it look like cheap yeah. It was like, what am I doing? Like, well, that's the demo. <laughs> like, that's the demo. I'm like, what am I doing? And you know, I'm fucking drawing specifications for like a parrot. Like, <laughs> what? So Brutal. funny. Yeah. And that is very corporate. Cool. Which is funny. Come on. He usually gives me a thumbs up, but I didn't see him do it. Okay. What is the name of your podcast? It's called House Ho. Oh, cute. And it's spelled H A U S H A U X. Because I was trying to like combine like house, you know, like right. design. And yeah. Ho. Um, we used to do a relationship podcast. That's oh, really? like where we met. Kinda. Oh, really? Yeah. We met okay. like doing comedy. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that about you guys. Yeah. So we were doing like open mics together. Yeah, and yeah. I had like started a little bit before him. And then we ended up doing a podcast together and like the rest is whatever it's history it's history. history but um fucking i don't even know where i was going with oh hell uh we, we we were i was a co-host on uh it was called kings okay and it was a relationship round <laughs> <laughs> and it was like basically for dudes and i was the like female voice but um and you're just like yeah we love when you jizz on our face <laughs> like, all just, like affirming shit. all their stuff it was dumb shit no it was like it was fun um i had a good time on that podcast but like since then uh on like urban dictionary ho spelt that way is just crazy really? motherfucker oh and huh. so i'm just like that kind of makes sense like i'm just this person in this house doing this all this crazy shit all yeah. the time i'm like whatever i don't know throwing spaghetti at a wall i love it this is episode 20 like i'm still getting into it so yeah. but uh the reason why i was like sort of calling it that was because i felt like a lot of artists who i wanted to talk to anyways yeah are they've always all gone through that point where they're like in their own shell in their house they like feel crazy they're like doing this shit and yep. they're getting to this point and then you end up doing it hopefully you know what i mean those are right. people that i end up talking to so i've had like a lot of comics on i've had a lot of artists and like mm -hmm. different types of people on that just you know they've once maybe like felt like a black sheep or something like that yes. you know what i mean <laughs> so uh i find like whenever i bring that up to any comic they're like yeah, i know exactly what you're, you're talking right. about <laughs> <laughs> no i fit in everywhere i go and my family totally accepts this right, right. Yeah. like when i started comedy i had like a i fucking abruptly moved out of my house like a week later like i was yeah. living with my parents mm -hmm. it was back in boston and i it was some not like me to do. And I like mm -hmm. moved in with my best friend and her now like fiance. And they did not understand why I was moving out. I didn't tell them. And then yeah. like six months later, I was like, I'm doing comedy. And like they Right. This is why blah 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 blah. And then like two years later, now they like get it because they see the studio. Right, and shit. right. You know what I mean? But 
Um, you're from Boston. We were just talking yes. a little bit about this. May Plannert, everybody. Oh, hello. Comedian May Plannert. Welcome to House Ho. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. So excited. Thank you. Um, May does a podcast here. We were had. Check it out. Um, definitely check it out. And you also have another podcast, Risque Business, right? Yes. Don't check those both out if yep. you would like some more of May. But um, she is a fellow Bostonian. I'll call you Bostonian, yeah. but you're from well, Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm from the Cape. <laughs> yeah. I feel like in New York, if you're from Massachusetts, you're from Boston. Right, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Or you at least say that. Yeah, you're exactly. Like, Actually, it's an hour outside, but we'll go with it. Yeah, we'll <laughs> roll with it. But we were just talking about how, like, you know, comedy, parents, all that shit. Like, right. how long have you been doing comedy for? Um, I guess at this point, about four years. So <laughs> relatively fresh as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, same reasons like it took me forever to actually do comedy because i was yeah. like oh that's not something people are allowed to do yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? Like, I, thought, I didn't tell anybody for so long me neither it yeah. blows my mind actually i have some friends um and i won't name names but like they're like oh you know i my parents are so supportive they came to my first show and i'm like what the fuck right? kind of relationship is that dude <laughs> dude i don't get it i don't my friend my parents are foreign so it's like oh, okay. <laughs> very much no yeah they're you like know? we did not immigrate to this country for you to fucking go up there and to fuck off dicks. like in New York. Like, yeah, right. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no way. Yeah. But um, yeah, I feel like growing up there was very linear paths where it was like, you're a nurse, you're a doctor, you're a saleswoman, you're this, that, or the other. And there was no room for creative, dreamy type roles. And yeah. so I really didn't think it was even an option for me until oh. recently. Damn. Um, and I always wanted to be a comic. And it was very funny because... Um, you know, my, everyone's mom does this, so it's not unique. But mom, <laughs> my mom would like always be like, when I was growing up, she'd be like, "Oh, you're very funny. Like you hold court and blah blah blah." Mm-hmm. And then as soon as she found out I was doing stand up, she was like, "Oh, why are you doing that?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> whoever told you you were funny?" And yeah. I'm like, "Fucking you, fucking like, you, lady." <laughs> yeah, but as soon as I was actually doing it, she had to like cut me down at the knees and be like, oh "Okay, not God. that funny. <laughs> you're gonna fucking back it up a little here. Oh, big for your britches there. <laughs> this is a waste of your time." <laughs> You're holding these audiences hostage. Okay. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand that completely. Yeah. <laughs> like if if comedy is brought up at a family event, my mom will dead ass like leave the room. Oh my god. And it's nothing. It's nothing mean. It's nothing personal. I think she just isn't interested in me doing something that's risky. I think that really freaks her out. Yeah. It's right. just so her personality. Yeah, I get know? that. Like my um. Right before pandemic happened, I went to Ireland with my parents. Oh, cool. We like. Are your parents Irish? No, they're no. Armenian. We just oh, okay. like like. To, I was like, you don't look Irish at all. We like to get the fuck out on Thanksgiving. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. just like don't like to hang out with anyone. Yeah. So uh, the Thanksgiving before pandemic, we went to Ireland like as a family, the three of us, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I had been doing comedy like for six or eight months at that point. Yeah. And. Before we got on the plane, I, like, recorded me telling my dad that I, like, do stand-up sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> he's probably, like... And he was... He laughed, and his he's, like, so, mo- like, monotone anyways and just, like, really doesn't say a lot anyways. But his first words were, you making any money? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm wasting a lot, actually. Right? I'm actually paying to I'm do actually comedy. very broke. <laughs> I'm in the hole. I shouldn't be on this trip, like, right. at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so true. Yeah, but, like, I was, I was determined to, like, make something out of it. And, like, I started podcasting when we got back. So, like, yeah. I obviously was listening to podcasts and shit, but, like, hadn't done that. And, mm-hmm. um, and it 
ended up working out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it was like a that was like such a funny moment where I, I ended up doing like an open mic there. Oh, really? And I like I was like I'm I'm gonna go over whatever. I like didn't tell them. I was like, I'm gonna right. just don't come with me. Like yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> Don't follow me. Um, and it was so much fun. Yeah. It was so much fun. I highly recommend just like if you ever travel somewhere, yeah. do that. Just, no, why not? Why it was not? super fun. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then you get to be the special person with your weird accent, which yeah. is the normal accent to us. But I like went up last like on purpose. I'm like, I'm going to wait this out really yeah. <laughs> see if I want to do it. <laughs> right, right. Open mics are scarier than real shows because comics are such fucking cunts dude it's why probably why i haven't like done any since like pretty much pandemic anyways yeah. you know because i mean it's a chore it's sometimes. a lot and you gotta get i mean you have to be really be dedicated and i'm not you gonna do. fucking half-ass it you know what i mean right, like right. i can have my podcast and like whatever for now you know like exactly and if i find a passion for that again i can go back to it but like i do a bunch of other shit and like you do a lot of things because yeah. you do the podcast studio you do art yeah you do creative work for people yeah. like you're fucking busy i'm out here freelancing all the time. yeah it's pretty fucking cool Thank like you. i actually was explaining to somebody because they were like oh what's this um podcast studio you guys have moved into mm-hmm. and i was like oh it's, it's a really cool couple actually <laughs> thank you <laughs> they have a two-bedroom and they converted it and they're super entrepreneurial thank and you. like i have a lot of respect for what you guys do oh, and yeah, just thank like you so much the fucking cojones you have to be thank like thank you we love doing this. We're good at it. We're let's really go all in. Oh yeah, and that's really fucking cool. Thank you. Because I'm such like a, I don't know, like I, I dip like one toe in and see how I like it, and then waste years of my life, mm-hmm. and then you know finally commit to things. Yeah. So I think it's really cool that you guys just went for it. Thank you. I mean, like it, it kind of just happened this way. Like, it, I mean, we definitely worked hard for it. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, it, things just kind of like worked out. Like I wasn't happy with what I was doing. It took a lot for me to be like, all right, fuck it. Like I'm not happy anyways. Right. So I <laughs> might as well take a risk and like see what happens. And worst case, like I'm back exactly where I started. And then like right. at least I tried. And yeah. like then I just started like applying that mentality to literally everything. <laughs> yeah, it's a good you mentality know? though. I wasn't taking my own advice. I was like telling yeah. other people to do that and then not doing it myself. And that's fucked up. Like, don't be yeah. a hypocrite. <laughs> you know Yo, completely. I mean? <laughs> yeah. And sometimes losing mm. the thing that's holding you back, it feels so shitty. Cause you're like, oh, I just got you know fired or whatever it is. And then it ends up being a great thing. Like I was working, I have a job now that I really like. And it's very um, like easy to do comedy with this job because mm-hmm. it's not like a huge time commitment or anything. Yeah, that's great. And before that, I was working at this other job that was like a huge time commitment. I wasn't making any money. I was miserable. I was depressed, like all this shit. And then I got laid off and yeah, I was like, oh no, dude, right? I, was like, I got laid off and like, that must mean I'm a bad employee and I'm a bad person and I'm not worth anything or whatever. And I'm like, thank fucking God I got yeah. laid off because I would have lasted another two years there and then I'd be two years behind comedy because yep. I couldn't have done comedy with that job. Yeah. So, dude, I got, <laughs> I had three really, really good jobs in interior design, and yeah. I got laid off from every single <laughs> one of them. And it wasn't like, you're bad. It was like for other fucking reasons. Right. And like, whatever. You're always the, the youngest person is always the lowest on the totem pole. Right. They get kicked first. Anyways, 
And it's like, bitch, how many signs did you need? Like, you right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. just don't do this anymore. And that's kind of that industry, right? Where it's yeah. such a nice to have, mm-hmm. you know, where like, yeah. I would love to have an interior decorator because I do not have an eye for that at all. I mean, like, I was doing hospital, like, design. Like, I. Hospital design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I hospitals was, are so bleak, though. I'm like, you want to throw anymore. Throw a plant in there. <laughs> throw something. I always think about that when I'm in, like, my gynecologist. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. they can't put a fucking banana tree in here. <laughs> Right, dude? That would be so nice. I mean, like, I so when the last job that I had, like, professionally in interior design at an architectural firm, mm-hmm. um, there's a whole interior design department. It's, like, interior architecture and, like, you know, there's a whole licensure for it and everything, you know? Yeah. It's not just, like, you know, residential is sort of, like, where everybody goes to, but there's a whole, like, color theory and, like, how it affects behavior and shit. Interesting, like, yeah. Behind everything and, like, doing healthcare design, um, I worked on... Uh, an 11 campus rebrand and like redesign of like uh, I don't, don't want to like name the actual medical like sure. company but like yeah. a very very large like medical hospital in the western mass area like 11 cool. of their new facilities wow I helped with job. their design and like that was super cool to see because then you get to like understand what the user going to that facility if you're already sick and then the building is making you sick mm. or the people working in the building are not uh, don't have what they need like from the space yeah it, it affects everything and it, it f- really does so it's just there's a whole like and you have to, like do construction documents and like mm-hmm. draw the shit up and like i don't know it's a lot of work and like it takes a lot of passion and i i loved that part of the creativity part of it yeah um and like figuring out that puzzle but like i did not like that I had to show up at a certain time and like be creative. You know what I mean? Right, right. You know? Yeah, creativity is like, this is going to sound so fucking highfalutin, but it's true. No, (laughs) I sound like fucking so preachy, but you know what I mean? Right, right. It comes and goes. And then like whenever I've sat down and been like, okay, I need to write jokes or whatever it is, I write the worst fucking jokes ever because I'm trying to force it. Mm -hmm. It just has to like come to you. I'm also a big believer, and this is very heady and I sound like an asshole, but I'm a big believer. And if you have an idea, it'll be with you for a certain amount of time. If you don't don't do anything with it, it's going to go to someone else. Mm -hmm. So then it like later on that year, if you're like, oh, they took my idea for a pilot or whatever. No, they didn't. You didn't do anything with that idea when it was with you. Yeah. No, I totally believe that. I'm like, I, I do like not do, but like woo woo shit, like settles well with me. Me too. Well on me. Yeah. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Same. Like I, I do believe that. Um, your energy like affects everything. Absolutely, you know. And it took me. I was saying this on the last podcast. Um, it took me like five years in therapy to be like, oh, I am angry. Like, yeah, <laughs> right, right. You know, <laughs> it just it takes a long time to get to that. And then once you like unlock the things that you're insecure about, then right. your creativity just pops off. You know. Yeah. But if you're not able to be like self-reflective, then like how your those right. creative blocks are always going to happen. It, totally, and right? there, it really does feel like there's an actual thing that's moving out of the way mm-hmm. when you get to be creative, because there are so many blocks and like so much. It's all insecurity. Like I'm not yeah. good enough. I'm not funny enough. I'm not interesting enough. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know. Do whatever you need to do to get that out of the yeah. way, and it's a big difference. Yeah. Um, and it's also like energy is so important. It's like crazy how. Like we could be sitting at a table and everyone would just be sitting there and you'd be like, that person's going through something. Right. And, just like, and you can feel you it know. off of them mm-hmm. and you can just feel it. And so, I don't know, it's tough. 
Because yeah. it's like, you know, obviously if I am going through something, I don't want it to be like radiating on me, <laughs> but also I can't help it. But that's what, I'll, I think that's what makes you like a, uh, like a funny person or a, a comic, like able to read the room like that mm. and be able to like understand, oh, that person's like, this couple is like this and that, you right, know, be able right. to like read people is so important. Yeah. And I think having that skill, like in real life, people don't think about it and right. it's like second nature because you're doing it on stage like every exactly. night you know what I mean or if you have to do crowd work or whatever it's like okay I'm gonna choose this couple because they seem a little happier than this other couple who obviously just got in a fight <laughs> and, <laughs> and they can't wait to get out of here so they can scream at each other right? or whatever it is exactly and I actually hate like that type of comedy I've seen this so many times where people will lean into the couple that they know is uncomfortable They're like mm. why are you fucking not laughing and blah 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 and I'm like don't just, do that. Just let them not laugh and yeah. let them do whatever they want to do and just play to the people that are having fun in the room yeah. because I don't know. You never know what people are going through and that's like cliche, but it's super no, true. It's so true. Yeah. You know, like, um, and I try not to, I try to keep that in mind. Like somebody was like, oh, I had a joke about a miscarriage and they took it super seriously and blah, blah, blah. And like this person got mad and it's like, okay, yeah, they probably shouldn't have been in a comedy show, but like yeah. maybe they just had a miscarriage or something, yeah. you know, you don't know. Yeah, exactly. So, for sure. And I think like it's okay to be like sensitive about that kind of stuff. And then like people also, uh, they like to just give people a hard time. Right. You know, there's also people that's in the comedy show and they just don't know what they're like signing up for for some yeah. reason. And like I don't understand people who just don't laugh. Like they, they come to a comedy show. But like there are those people that maybe they just got some bad news like right before they walked in. Right. You know, and like that could happen in any case scenario. So like knowing having that awareness. Yeah. Like no matter what is I just th leave them alone. Yeah. Also, I would think about this all the time because I haven't been an audience member in a show in a long time. Mm -hmm. But it is so exhausting <laughs> to laugh at every punchline. Like you would have to you really can't. catch me off guard to Dude. make me laugh. Yeah. Like, Dude, that's why I feel like open mics are so hard for oh. comics because they're just jaded anyways you know and if, if i'm at an open mic and somebody says something funny i might go that's funny yeah and like that's it and, but like, i truly think it's funny but yeah. i'm like it can't I'm laugh like, huh? yeah 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 <laughs> i'm just like you should keep doing that joke but yeah, i'm not gonna yeah. actually laugh for it <laughs> that's a great premise but like if you're expecting a real reaction you're not gonna get one. <laughs> oh my god so like outside of that, like, did you ever do any like performing of any kind before comedy? No. Never so, did theater or anything? No, I didn't. So when I first started everything, like I was kind of going, I was afraid to do stand up because mm -hmm. I was just intimidated by it. And I was dating Mark Norman, mm -hmm. who is now my fiance. Yeah. And so I thought at the time I was like, oh, I can't now do stand up because that's fucking embarrassing. It looks like I'm like you know yeah, yeah. You're like copying him Fuck. basically my idea he took it see right. <laughs> he's the only person in the world who does this and like if the reality is my whole life i wanted to try it yeah and so then i was like okay maybe i'll be a writer and maybe i'll be a comedy writer so mm -hmm. then i did a bunch of like comedy writing classes that were really fun um and then I was like, okay, maybe I'll do improv. I hated improv. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Fucking hated improv. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do stand-up. Mm -hmm. And so it was like this little trajectory there. But I had never done anything at all when it comes to like school or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Never wasn't a play or anything. You just like kept it to yourself this whole time. It was your secret? Yeah, this whole time. <laughs> Like for me, the first mm -hmm. like two years of being on stage was simply getting over stage fright. Wow. And a lot of people were talking like when I talked to like Ben or Max, the people I do the podcast yeah. with, they're like, um, 
I'm like, obviously, you know, but I'm explaining yeah. for those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, also check them out. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was my yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they they talk about open mics like, oh, they're not even useful. Like, I didn't even go to them because they weren't useful or whatever. I was like, for me, they were super useful mm-hmm. because I had to like make sure that my stomach didn't flip every time I went on stage. Yeah. Like, I was so fucking nervous for so long. Yeah. And like my first few shows, I would have like crazy diarrhea before <laughs> I went on stage. Dude, the nerves. Yeah. yeah. Especially like, it's your peers and like there's just like if you're going in there like they want to not laugh they want to yeah you know what I mean? they want you to fail so it just you have to exactly like you said like just have some balls and right. then do it and like get it over with and yeah like, the first time you bomb on anything it sucks but then you grow from that yeah and it's like okay like, everybody cool. bombs yeah it's really not that big of a deal um and then I also was totally projecting this. I'm, no one's ever said this, but I was thinking, I was like, oh, everyone's judging me because I'm Mark's girlfriend. And I'm like, nobody's thinking about that at all. <laughs> or knows who the fuck you are, you stupid narcissistic bitch. But like, but for a while, I was like, if I'm funny, they're going to be like, oh, Mark helped her. And if I'm not funny, then I'm not funny. Yeah. So it You're was... You're going to say that regardless. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And what I realized after, you know, doing comedy for a little while is that, yeah, there there were some people that talked shit and whatever, yeah. but that's how everybody is. But like, there if were some people hater, that talked shit. Yeah. And they were not funny. Mm-hmm. And then exactly. the people that were like yeah who cares whatever we're the funny people and people so. doing their shit and probably getting right. their reps in and respect you for doing your shit and like right. that's really what it's about like mm-hmm. are you getting like in anything like podcast like th- this whole thing like me figuring it out everything like yeah if you're doing the reps people recognize that they see you're present for your craft and like mm-hmm. that's how you get better right you know yeah or recognized or whatever like regardless of who you're with you know what i mean right so, exactly yeah, I mean, I, I felt like that at the beginning of our relationship, too, because he taught me how to produce. Yeah. Like, in a certain way, and, like, how to produce live. Like, I learned how to produce live. Like, yeah. before, like, live streaming to oh, you. Like, no, whoa. can't make mistakes. Like, that's how I learned how to produce. Damn. <laughs> he just threw me right in. What was the first thing you guys produced, or you produced? Um, so we have, so he has a podcast, uh, shit talking cunts. <laughs> um, and his co-host is actually coming to town. Uh, make sure you check out the episodes coming out of shit talking cunts in like the next couple weeks. Cause there'll be a lot of in- overtime often in studio. Um, <laughs> but I think it was either for him or it could have been for Sam Buck, but I think I got, uh, reps in with like STC before I did Sam's, but we were like, we were literally just stream right to youtube and like do transitions and like fucking everything live and like that's how i learned and then i knew how to do graphics and shit so like just understanding audio and like Mm -hmm. cues and stuff like that and then fucking a year later we're like doing cues for like jfl and yeah like okay i can do this now (laughs) that's so cool yeah it's interesting to me that you're so good at that because you're creative and that's really technical yeah right I mean, like, design's pretty technical. Okay. Like, when... I would say 90% of my professional career was doing, like, specifications and technical drawings. Like, architectural drawings. Like, very attention to detail. And I think just, like, my whole life, like, developing artistic skills, you're... You have to pay attention to detail to, like, have your shit stand out and, like, to give it depth and, like, convey your message and shit. Yeah. And, like... I always like to make things like way deeper. Fucking an asshole. (laughs) So like I just always like to add layers to shit. So like I just feel like I can get 
I can apply that same principle to anything. Right. You know, like I could take if I want to learn it, you know. Right. I really don't want to learn it. Then I'm not fucking doing it. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's the same thing like reading a book. Like half the time I'll read an audio book. Fuck picking up a book. Yes. I'm bored, you know. Yes. But. (laughs) It's necessary, I guess. I think that's the mark of a smart person, though, because most smart people are like, if I'm interested, I will be an expert at this. If I'm not, I don't fucking care. Even if it means I get like an A in this subject, I don't really give a shit about that, you know? I just think that there's, and I mean, you probably can relate to this based on what you're saying. Like, there's a lot of people out there that really want you to fail. Like, that see that you're doing something that maybe they want to do or that you're taking a risk and that Mm -hmm. that makes them very uncomfortable because they don't know how to do that and maybe they want to do that or just the fact that you're doing it and it has they don't even want to make a change like they just they're uncomfortable because you're doing something else that's not in their normal thing and like i just i can't let people like uh, dictate that you know so i mean that (laughs) i can't (laughs) can't take take that energy dude like i just can't so like uh, if i'm gonna do it that just i i can't even fucking talk huh (laughs) i can't take that shit because it wastes my time and getting better at the skills that i want to make like yeah that i want to get better at it's a waste of energy yeah i also think you know i'm 31 you're 29 like we're at the point where we're just kind of over that yeah like when i was younger that really bothered me and i used to think about and i still do i'm not saying i don't at all but like (laughs) i used to think about that way more and it's such a waste of fucking time and energy i just don't have the i don't have the energy to have that don't. that's life. why i like can't talk like, you know what I yeah. mean? i'm like really i gotta say this shit again yeah. <laughs> like, i think when i started that mindset just good things came you know yeah. and i think that's important for people to practice it is i'm not trying to be preachy i feel like this podcast would become very preachy it on has, my end yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i don't know but like outside of comedy are there like other things that you like do or like consider your artists about or like are there things that you enjoy yeah i mean if i if i didn't have a full-time job and comedy because that just sucks up most of my resources um i really love fashion Hmm. um so you know like it's such a it's an interesting thing to feel creatively about because it's like okay anybody with money can have like nice fashion you know what I mean yeah <laughs> my friend had this fashion blog for a little while it was mm-hmm. actually very good mm-hmm. um but she was like my she wanted to do more of like I'm uh, looking chic on a budget kind of thing oh, and, cool. and give like Zara ideas oh, it was, like cool. accessible stuff that was pretty cute and then her partner that she did it with would, would just like walk in and like a fucking I don't even know, like a Prada outfit. And she would be like, oh, like, isn't this fashionable? It's like, yeah. This isn't like creative, though. You just like walked in and spent a fucking $5,000 on whatever the fuck. So I I like that. I like that sort of visual thing. I feel like I haven't really been doing much of that because of comedy because, first of all, I feel this pressure to look like schlubby on stage. You know what I mean? I do, but don't like don't I agree. fucking people, you know. It's kind of the want. same thing where it's like if I want to wear a shoelace for a top yeah. and <laughs> be in a crop top on should stage, be able to. God yeah. forbid. And I should still be able to be funny mm-hmm. while I'm doing that. But um, so I don't know. There's like I feel like when you first start comedy, you just get you get more and more unattractive. <laughs> and then you have to like figure out how to still be a cute yeah. girl. But it takes a little while. Like me and my friend were talking about this. We were like, it as soon as you start doing comedy, like you just start working out less. You're not. You're <laughs> up too late. 
you're eating crappy, you're yeah. like drinking too much, and mm-hmm. you just look fucking horrible. You wear the same sweater every Dude, podcast. I've had you're on. this sweater for a decade. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I actually like. When we moved to New York, I mean, I've gone to fucking Buffalo Exchange so many times to sell my clothes, dude. And I think this was the last one. Like, I emptied, I had so many clothes. Yeah. So many clothes. And then when we had to, we moved like five times in one year. Oh, what? And I'm like, I ain't doing this shit. Are you kidding? Not joking. What year? Uh, So in 2019, wait, 2019, I moved one between 2019 and 2020, I moved one, two, three, four, five times. Why the fuck did and you then do I that? Moved, because <laughs> I moved out of my parents' house, into my friend's house, out of my friend's house, into a, an apartment. And then him and I started like kind of dating. And then pandemic happened like oh, okay. within that three week span. Yeah. And so I like basically, we basically like lived together through pandemic. Right. And then during pandemic, moved to New York into a studio like. Oh, Legit. he's from Mass too. I didn't realize that. He's from all over the place, but oh, like okay. we met in Boston and like yeah. lived in Bo- both lived in Boston. And um, yeah, then we moved from that studio to here. Like, okay, so it was like I'm not mo- like this is too much. I don't wear half this shit. Like no one cares about this shit. I'm never gonna go. I'm never right. gonna fucking. If I go to Ibiza again, I will buy new outfits. Like right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing absolutely. that I have is good anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. <you> know? Yeah. <laughs> like club shoes from like fucking when I was 24. <laughs> like I don't need this shit. You know? No, you definitely They're don't need that shit. Sticky and like no thanks. You yeah. know? But I f- like I feel like now that I'm turning 30 i need not to have like a uniform but um you know what you like and what you you know you like like. yeah you know what silhouettes work on you and you're willing to spend the money on things that are gonna last right like did you watch um the lady gaga documentary on netflix yeah okay you know five foot two yes yeah first of all awesome yeah um (laughs) but she there's something that she said like i kind of want to have a uniform Mm -hmm. you know and it was like mostly like all black and then she had that like one where it was like the same shorts and like whatever And I'm like, I kind of like that idea. Like, it would be nice to only wear skims. Like, you know what I mean? I'll just fucking do that, maybe? I don't know. But, you know, like, it's obviously like an investment. But you know what I mean? It's just, it's nice to, like, know what you like and then just have that. And then you don't have to worry about it. And then just having that peace of mind, like, the older I get means so much. Yeah, it's great. I know. I love that, too. And then also, like, we're not in a place where we're going out and you know, trying Even to meet boys are, or anything yeah. like that. And so usually I just like get high quality clothes. I mean, yeah. this is a horrible time to talk about this. I'm wearing like a grandma sweater. But like, <laughs> I'm like this really cool just sweater I got at a fucking thrift store. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> somebody asked me actually, they're like, where'd you get that sweater? And I was like, I actually really most, like that sweater. This is the most annoying answer ever, but a thrift store in LA. <laughs> but for real. Yeah. <laughs> have good shit like they you want good shit whatever <laughs> but um but it's nice to be like okay i'm gonna go to like my nice dinner and that's yeah. gonna be my night and yeah. i'm gonna wear my fucking awesome ass sweater mm-hmm. have a martini yeah that's exactly. the life it's great i know and i mean it, it's funny because you can it's so dumb to say also but you really can design your life however you fucking want yeah and like then do it it's yeah it's cool yeah i like that I never thought that I could do that until like fucking three years ago. <laughs> right, exactly. There's nothing stopping mm-hmm. you from being happy besides you. Yeah. Really. What was like, uh, what was the reason you moved from Boston to New York? Uh, just like life. 
I um well I was living I was living in the North End for a year mm-hmm. and saving money and the idea was that I was just gonna I got out of school and I was gonna go to Boston and basically save money to move to New York. Mm-hmm. That was like my whole thing. I don't mm-hmm. know why I just didn't go directly to New York, but that's <laughs> <laughs> we like that. We're just yeah. scared, like you know, like you. That's an example yeah. of it where I was like, oh, my parents expect me to be in Boston, so mm-hmm. I'll go to Boston. That's how I was too. Yeah, and yeah. I had some fucking stupid ass sales job at this company that was fucking hell, and yeah. I made literally like thirty thousand dollars. Not even exaggerating, dude. I hear you. Yeah, <laughs> it was insane. Yeah, and I was spending rent in Boston, which was not cheap. It was like still a thousand dollars a month, and I'm like, that's like my whole fucking paycheck. Yeah, and it was brutal. It had a lot of uh, you know, hard boiled egg dinners. Yeah. And- <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, and then I got a bonus at the end. Like my end of year bonus was like five grand, and I put every single penny of that into signing for a new contract down in the East Village. Actually, hell yeah, yeah, nice. And so I don't know. I just wanted to move down here really bad. I felt like a little. I felt like I was in a box, and I couldn't like open my wingspan. Yeah, that's how I felt too. Yeah, like my whole life I lived in Boston. Right. Um, for a great place. It's a great place. Like for a good portion of like my teenage years, I thought I was going to move to L.A. Yeah. Um, just because I like at the time I liked the vibe, but like <laughs> then I'm like, no, I fucking don't. Um, yeah. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> um, but then like the only time I ever really lived away from like Boston was I studied abroad for like six months or whatever. Where'd you go? I went to Florence. Me too. Really? Uh, yeah. What year? Um, I, well, I guess I was, I guess like 2012, 2011. I was there 2012. Oh, that's so funny. I must have been there. Spring 2012. I must have been there before you because I'm a little older than you. I went a year. I went my sophomore year. When oh, okay. most people go their junior year, but I yeah, went my too. sophomore year. Oh, okay. But Maybe we're there I don't, that would have been really fucking funny. I went with, I'll cut this out if it matters, but I went with API. I was like a study abroad group, whatever. Anyways, oh, okay. But anyways, I, fu- I studied there and like that, dude, then why you want to talk about like spiritual connections, but I love that place. And like, if there's any place I was like, I'm going to move to Italy. Yeah, me too. Me and, too. And then I'm like, are you dumb? Like, I mean, I could <laughs> do that. I actually like had an interview there once. Like I was like on a trip there and I like, cor- like made sure that I had like a job interview when yeah. I got there and I just straight up didn't go. Oh yeah, straight up. I I'm mean, like, what, so am I do- what am I doing, dude? Like, what? And remember when I was there, I was so envious of the people that were in their early twenties that had moved over there, and I yeah. thought that was like really cool. But then once I was in my early twenties, I was like, maybe that's not. What are they running from? Yeah, it was kind of strange. Yeah, and they all like worked for a club. Yes, <laughs> yes, they all walk- worked for like Aster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Or fucking, what was the other one? Like, when like in Florence? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. Exactly. That's so funny. We oh probably do know the, the same people. Yeah, what was the other one? Oh, my God. There was, and every week of the night had a different place that you were yeah. supposed to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a red, uh, not red, was it Red Lantern? Yeah, well, that was, was definitely a, a place there. Yeah. <laughs> or like Dragon's sh- Den yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. <laughs> Piazza Santa Croce. Yeah. Dude, for sure. That's the best fucking place. We were actually supposed to. Uh, I'll tell the story. Like I was in podcast, we were supposed to go there for my thirtieth birthday, and now we're not going. There. Oh damn! I know, but we will go again soon. I yeah yeah but yeah. I like, fucking miss that place. It but, was cool. Yeah, I came back from that as such a twat too. I'd yeah, like, me too. I'd be like Americans don't know anything, <laughs> and I thought I was the only one that wasn't yeah. a twat about it. I was like, no, I'm for real. I know for uh, f- firsthand. That was I went 
And then that, that's why everybody else was a twat was said also. Oh my God. We were literally <laughs> the worst. I'm sure our parents were like, Jesus fucking Christ. Literally. Uh, no wonder they fucking roll their eyes at me all the yeah, time. Like, exactly. You know? <laughs> like, my parents were probably just like, let it pass. Yeah. Let her talk about all this fucking mm-hmm. shit. And like, ugh, what an idiot. I know. I know. I feel the same way. But then I fucking moved to New York just because. Not yeah. just because, like, I knew I was going to come, but yeah, um, we, like, both ended up having an opportunity and then taking advantage of it, which oh, was cool. perfect. Yeah. Um, which that opportunity ended up not working out, and this ended up being much better than it was. Yeah. So that's cool because I could put my full energy to it. So right. I'm happy that we were, like, able to be here. Yeah, you know? it's pretty cool. I mean, it's just, like, awesome that you have figured this out. You're pretty, you know, you have this little niche carved out. You have a lot of podcasts that do podcasts out of here. Yeah. You know, yeah, I think we have like eight now and we have a couple coming on. That yeah, you be, should. I won't announce them yet, but I'm very excited for them Yay. to come. Yeah. I mean, I recommend you guys to a lot of people. Thank because you. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's all you, you do. Great work. This is an awesome studio. It's just I'm like so super happy convenient. to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, truly, this is like so much fun, like to be able to get up and then like fucking laugh for your job. Yeah. And like just be creative and like people real. It's a trust fall. You know what yep. I mean? Like yep. it's people's projects and shit and i'm like i'm sure you feel that way but like doing what you're doing also right. I mean, it's a trust fall like you're trying to like make something look good for someone else yep and like when it works out like it, it feels good and like yep. i really do only want to work with people that I actually like you know what yeah. i mean like yeah i have that it's, you gotta remind yourself like i can make that boundary like i like yeah I, if i like someone and i want to work with them and they want to work with me that's fucking awesome you know right, right um so i just try to like remember that i'm very fortunate for that yeah you should yeah, you should be able to set a line. Like, if you really don't vibe with someone and it's going to yeah. be a chore to it's work with It's not going to be a good creative project. No right. one's going to win there. Exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. There are certain personalities in comedy that, like, try to be type A about comedy. And mm. it's sort of like you just have to have fun and hope that the fun works out. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of L's. Yeah. Because that's just life. And that's definitely the entertainment industry. Yeah. So you just kind of have to chill and let... yeah dude like do fuck just do you right you know yeah i mean like it has to be a great feeling knowing like okay my whole life you wanted to be a comic and now Mm -hmm. you're fucking doing it that yeah it must feel great every day i actually don't really reflect on it that much because in my mind like i still have a day job and i'm so i'm sort of like oh i'm not supporting myself that way but then i have to get out of my head like just because i'm not fully supporting myself through comedy mm-hmm. doesn't mean that I'm not a full-fledged comedian yeah. you know like so I need to like break that mental blocker that says like the thing that you do for money is who you are yeah because that's not true and you also like I, I recently had this revelation that I don't need to monetize every part of my life right exactly and I feel like when you're a creative person or if you're a freelancer or if like you're doing something that's like in that realm you want to make more money and like right. be validated, but you have to save some of that for the reason why you even did it to begin with. Exactly. Like, it makes you happy. You right. know? Just because I suck dick for money doesn't make <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly, dude. Don't fucking judge me. Right. This is my pleasure penis over here. <laughs> this is the business one. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Do you find that you have a hard time separating chilling time from work? Because yeah. I would imagine it would just be like, we yeah. have to work all the time because we don't have a set number of hours that we're working i um i had a real problem with that for like a long 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 time and i was a workaholic for like 
really a long time. Yeah. Uh, I had like four jobs what? Uh, at one point. <laughs> like at one time. Like what I the just, fuck were the jobs? Dude, I was like a fucking teacher. I was a designer. I was like worked like at a cafe. I fucking oh like my God. tutored. Like I just like did so many things. And like because I wanted to get out of my parents' house. Yeah. And I wanted to like I had this fucking notion that I had to buy property right. to like be okay with like leaving their house you know what i mean or no like, that's absurd <laughs> like isn't that fucking crazy like that i would be like wasting like money and like fucking here i you know what i mean yeah <laughs> right, right whatever but like i mean that kind of allowed me to, like pay off like my college like i paid for my college like myself like i paid mm-hmm. for my fucking whole car myself like all yeah. that shit like that's great i like really have always been adamant about like making my own money yeah so like fine the i had to set boundaries now where i in order for me to be creative about other people's shit yeah and my own shit oh yeah i kind of have to set hours so like i started back in like june i don't answer people before 10 30 in the morning love that like unless yeah. i'm i'm doing something with you that day or like it's an emergency mm-hmm. i don't I don't need to talk to you before 1030 in the morning. I no, don't. There's no, no you, reason for it. <laughs> there really is no reason. no reason for it. And like I can use that time beforehand to like get myself settled for the day and then be a functioning member of society, totally. you know, and then I don't feel bad working from like 1030 to six. Yeah, and that's a normal person's time. It's normal. And then if I'm, I'm obviously going to work more than that because I own a business. But like, yeah. you know, when you work longer than that, it allows you to take normal person breaks and like right. catch up with people at a normal hour and like, yeah. or semi-normal, like whatever, because we work at night too, you know? Yeah. But like that, setting it up in that way helped me chill more. Yeah, you know? I think so. Just blocking it off. Yeah. I had a similar thing. So the girl that I run Risky Business News with, this is not news to anybody, so she <laughs> won't be offended if I if I say this. This is not groundbreaking, but she's a little high strung. <laughs> okay. She's a little type A, and I'm not that way at all. And she would just like wake up at like 6 a.m. Yeah. and be firing off text messages and like, what do you think about this? And like this story and blah, blah, blah. And this is crazy. And, like spiraling. Like, no. And like our, our podcast is like kind of like tinfoil hat-ish. Yeah, yeah, like it's I a lot. Of like conspiracies and webs, and like, do you think that this Russian oligarch is involved in blah blah blah? Oh my god, and blah blah. blah. So she's like rifling off this like super anxiety inducing things to me. It's like super early in the morning, starting to feel it in right. my lower <laughs> yeah. stomach. And I would have to, I had set a boundary with her where mm-hmm. I was like, you have to wait until nine thirty in the morning yeah. to be able to text me. Yeah. Because and you can text me like text me these novels, put it in your draft. Just don't expect an answer and like yeah. you don't need to be like. What if you had a fucking awful night? Yeah, and like not even anything to do with like comedy or whatever. You just had a bad sleeping night, right. whatever. And like this bitch just fucking blow. Sorry, like blowing up <laughs> yeah. your phone. Like anybody could be blowing up your phone at like six, and you're like, I just want to sleep so that you can function for the rest of the day. And it's like, yeah. dude, you know. So I just don't answer anyone. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good though. I wish I had the I like. I feel like I want to like put my phone away. Yeah. Until a certain hour. It makes you do that when you yeah. start that boundary. Right. Yeah. Phones are bad. Yeah. I mean, like that's my we hot gotta, take. <laughs> I fucking use it anyways. Like people could text me, just like don't expect a response before that time. Don't get mad if I post on social media because that's what I'm doing in that hour because I don't right. have time the rest of the day. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. The fact that someone else is gonna think that like that rule like is a real thing, like fuck you. That's not gonna dictate my time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I like shit like that. I mean, plus I feel like most of my friends. Uh, like I have like friends here in New York or whatever, but it's like 
if you're gonna make more friends and be social, you have to make time. Yes. You know? I know. So I've actually been thinking about this because I'm getting married in November. Yeah. And uh thank you. And so I'm getting married in November and I'm inviting all these people and like because of comedy, I have very little time to just chill with people and yeah. like get drinks and hang out and whatever. Because, you know, most nights I'm doing comedy stuff and then a night that I have off, I'm like, I want to watch TV. Yeah. I wanna have some downtime with just me. I don't wanna go like catch up. Yeah. You know, depending. <laughs> and like my friendships are important to me, obviously, so I do make time, but it is like exhausting. And then yeah. some people on the list, I'm like, it's important for me to invite them. But at the same time, like the next time I see them might be the fucking wedding. Yeah. <laughs> like, And that's not a that has nothing to do with how much or little I like them. Yeah. It's just like we're both super busy. Right. And I think also with comedy, I get this um, like arrogance where I'm like, I'm the only busy person. And it's like they have things doing yeah. to do, too. They're super busy, too. Yeah. So it's very hard to carve things out. Yeah. At first, like when I when I moved, I kind of it's not that I was expecting like all my friends like come visit all the time or whatever. But and especially when you're living in a studio and shit with like my boyfriend, or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I get it. But now that we have space, like it's a different case scenario. But I like really did take me a long time to be like, oh, OK, well, if I can't go home all the time, then it's very possible they come, can't visit me all the time. So, yeah. like, you you have to, like, be OK with that. Like, all right, I'm the one that made the decision to live here and all that shit. But guess what? There's fucking FaceTime. Like, you right. know what I mean? Like, right. you can call, text, like, whatever. Like, there are other ways to be social, like, besides, yeah. you know? So, I don't know. It's just, I do struggle with that sometimes. But yeah. it is important. <laughs> it is important, but it it's really tough to yeah. make time for for everybody in your life, you know. I'm doing me, bitch. Yeah, years of putting my fucking your oxygen mask on first, like right, right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck, it's my turn. <laughs> exactly. And then I try to like clump groups together and be like, I'll just get them all. I'll knock them all out, like you know, yeah, like efficiency wise. And yeah. then I just end up not hanging out with anybody because yeah. it's like this big group or whatever. Right. I like have way more fun now, like having like one or two people, like yeah. you know, in the vicinity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and have like a real conversation with people. It's much better, especially after the fucking pandemic. Where not to be this fucking podcast, you know, but like <laughs> when uh, me talking to myself and the one other person that lives in this house, not always like good. You know what I yeah. mean? It's good to like get right. those that muscle back too. Yeah, but for not, sure. I'm happy we're back out of it. Me too. God, that was like fucking shitty. Yeah. And at the time, there were some positive things about it. It was like, okay, we'll make dinner. And this is kind of nice. And yeah. we can like watch TV without any sort of guilt around yeah. that. And then after a while, it's like, okay. And um, you end up watching every season of South Park. And it's like, right. my brain is gone now. <laughs> I have no brain. Literally no I don't know brain. how to read. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot. That's why I had to legit start watching documentaries. Again. Yeah. We should learn Honestly, something. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it uh, might be useless information, but it's something. I know. Well, I mean, it, fucking, yeah. Like, yeah. I'll watch a documentary on Spongebob. I don't give a fuck. You know? Yeah. I like to multitask where obviously like the podcast I do here is, is like true story based. Yeah. And then the one I do, the the other one I do is also true story based. So if I watch a documentary, I'm like, at least I can make this a story. On yeah. My podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, I'm like the whole mm. podcast. I'm like, you might as well just watch the documentary instead yeah. of listening to this podcast. <laughs> Summary of the documentary. <laughs> this is me explaining a documentary that I watched once. The first, I swear to you, like 10 episodes of this podcast I brought up and I'm doing it again. Don't care. <laughs> this is pop. Shout out. Probably going to watch it when I like stop recording this podcast. This is pop. This is pop. It's a docuseries on Netflix and i am very keen to episode three as everybody okay. on this podcast knows <laughs> um super influential love it very much um it goes into like uh producers from sweden that really oh. were like producing most of the pop like 90s hits like oh, cool. and like 
almost every hit that you hear that's pop like now. Yeah. Um, Interesting. It's so awesome. Um, yeah, but we are getting near my one segment okay. <laughs> that I have on this <laughs> podcast. Um, I get, we've almost been talking for an hour. Really? I blinked. Yeah. I thought that it was like, I was like, wow, I was offended. I was like, oh my God, no. we've only been talking for like 15 minutes. No, She's going to cut me short. No, dude. I mean, like, I oh, wish my fuck. producer didn't walk away, but like, <laughs> I mean, you got here on time. Yeah. Or, um, anyways, we'll get back to our last <laughs> segment. Um, so what I have been also using this podcast for is like a vessel to keep myself accountable to like the art that I'm doing. Okay. Um, because I felt like I wasn't putting out enough of what I like do and that is that I really is that reality doing. or is that just what you no facts like I really okay. did want to do that so I like just have this little report at the end of my podcast <laughs> that like okay. tells everyone what I did for the week Love um it. so and then if you want to put anything out there feel free uh and this is also like a time where I'm just like I'm gonna manifest something and then cool. like, we'll see if it happens so far the people who have been back on this podcast have all done their like accountability thing. Oh. Or even if it didn't work out, they still did it. And I'm very proud. So, okay. yeah, I mean, no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I should have a little pressure. <laughs> no pressure. But like, I, this is just something that I like to do. And it just like helps with my routine and stuff. So, uh, the last podcast that I recorded was a couple hours ago, but uh, in this intensive purposes was last week. <laughs> and now there is a new. Um, so I have a monthly candle club called the Liddy oh. Committee. Oh, and it takes my artwork and I've made it into like candles. Yeah. So those. Oh, wait, I did this on purpose. Um, <laughs> this one right here is March. And oh, that's I'll, so pretty. I'll I love put, it. Like, I'll put a actual picture so that i don't set everything on fire <laughs> but the art that's on here is one of the coloring book pages that i am designing in the coloring so book cool. that i've been working on um and i have you one... are such a jack of all trades thank you that dude. is really cool to be honest i'm just i i really want to enter my art into art basil and yeah i really want to have like a strong series uh because that's kind of what you like you have right. to have and like several other things that would be so badass thank you it's like yeah. it's i never thought it was something that was possible and then i didn't think this was possible so I'm like, oh, let me try yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll see. But I um, like this series. Uh, it's called Postcards for My Trip. Oh, cute. And I love that. It's like a whole. Um, I have like um, like mental health sort of ties to like each thing, and it goes through like a whole like year's worth of mm -hmm. a journey. Cool. Um, and so this one's March, and this is the candle of the month. So it is Himalayan salt, lotus, and jasmine scented, and it's soy really wax. Good. Thank you very much. Um, and it's free shipping. So like, go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash moosh, and sign up for the Liddy Committee. Um, that is what my accountability thing was for, to get that shit ready for you guys. And it is, so yay. Wow, yay. Um, you can get, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you can get the last um, two months on uh, of like January and February. I have some of those candles left. If you are still interested in just like seeing the series or purchasing another one of those candles, it's on my animushmedia.com website. So keep cool. that shit. Um, I'm hoping by the next time that we record... I'm not getting that shit done. There's no way. Let me be <laughs> realistic. <laughs> um, hmm. I guess I, I have this one page left in this coloring book. I yeah. really want to just get it done. So I'm going to say like within the next month, uh, I'll, I'll put it off for the next month, not the next time I record. That yeah, I'll get there you it, go. That I'll get it done. I'll be nice to myself. Yeah. How <laughs> many pages is it? It's 12 pages. Okay. And I wanted it to sort of... Uh, 
my original goal was to have it out be out for like the new year but yeah it, obviously things take time right um but i really just wanted it to be where you could start at any point and then just be able to reflect on the year like mm-hmm. when you're done doesn't yeah. matter when you start so okay. um and i mean there's a lot of like psychedelic stuff in there too <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, there's yeah. all the things um but it's really fun and i did one of the coloring pages myself for funsies just to see if it was like boring and i had fun so okay that's all that matters yeah. i think yeah it's relaxing too i feel like there's yeah. a lot more adults getting into coloring books just yeah to get their sure. selves off their phones yeah dude i'll basically i'll show you when um when we get off the podcast some of the other pages and it's just sort of like affirmations and like reminders Love that, that i think are important but that's great yeah so maybe maybe i'll try my birthday's april 14th maybe i'll try to have it out for my birthday there you go maybe i'll be totally yeah. done with it by my birthday i'm gonna try to manifest i like that, that. that's a good amount of time yeah so. and also then you can turn the leaf into 30 yeah feel like you're really Ooh, that's you know? a great birthday present to myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, everybody go buy one when it's out on my <laughs> birthday. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> um, is there anything that you wanted to throw out there? I mean, little, small, doesn't have to be about comedy. Well, a anything. very small one. This is about comedy, but a very small one that I want to do, and I've been saying this forever, but I'm still sort of gripped with that, like people are going to judge me and whatever. I don't put out many clips okay. on social I do our podcast wherever, but yeah. I don't do a lot of stand-up clips. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what are we doing here? Yeah. What the yeah, fu- yeah. Like, either do it or don't. Like, yeah, yeah, are yeah. you doing comedy or not? It's so, like your portfolio, basically. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then also, I like, think about it this way, where if somebody looked at my my Instagram, would they be like, she's taking comedy seriously or not? Right. You know? So yeah. I want to make that really clear to people. And I have a lot of jokes that I could totally burn. I've been mm-hmm. doing them for t- way too long. So yeah. I'm like, let's throw them up. Hell let's yeah, dude. Up. For so sure. maybe next time I come in for We Were Had, we'll have a yes. clip up. So. Yes. Awesome. Hell and yeah. it'll probably get a bunch of hate. Someone <laughs> will say, you look fat. And I'll say, mom, get off the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Told but you not to look at these ones, okay? <laughs> but I'll do it. So fuck it. Whatever. Awesome. Well, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Fuck yeah. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. You have a bunch of shows that you do, such yes. that you run. Do you want to plug all the things that you do? We'll put the links to like uh, your podcast and description of this bio and all your social media and great. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Please uh, listen to those podcasts. They're great. We were had in Risque Business. Yeah. Um, you can find me at the Tiny Cupboard every single Saturday at 530. We, I run a show called Borscht mm-hmm. with my co-host for We Were Had, Ben. Um, and then we also run a monthly show at the Comedy Shop the first Sorry, the second Tuesday of every month mm-hmm. uh, called Banana Bread. So check us out. Very cute. Yeah. I love the food theme names. I know. <laughs> we didn't even do that on purpose. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Hell yeah. yeah. Thank you, hoes. We'll see you next week.